Good morning, I'm Nathan and this is Word in Motion. James 1 compares someone who hears the word and does not act to a man who looks in a mirror and immediately forgets what he saw. But the one who looks and perseveres, it says, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. This is a pod for looking in the mirror each day, seeing our imperfect selves, and making one change each day to live and love as God intended. This is episode 56 of Word in Motion. I titled this episode, Onwards and Upwards, because as Paul moves closer to his final destination, he also moves closer to his reunification with Christ. He knows that his final destination is within view. This is a bit of an in-between episode, because a few things happen that remind me of Jesus in the final days of his life before arriving at his final destination. Paul spent two years talking to Felix. We talked about that in Acts 24, 27. It says, when two years had elapsed, Felix was succeeded by Portius Festus. And desiring to do the Jews a favor, Felix left Paul in prison. And the Jewish leaders tried to have Festus send Paul to Jerusalem, we see in Acts 25, but they intended to ambush and kill him on the way. So Festus declines, wanting to hear the case himself. Finally, Festus asks Paul outright if he wants to go to Jerusalem, and Paul responds in verse 10, I am standing before Caesar's tribunal where I ought to be tried. To the Jews I have done no wrong, and as you yourself know very well, if then I am a wrongdoer and have committed anything for which I deserve to die, I do not seek to escape death. But if there is nothing to their charges against me, no one can give me up to them. I appeal to Caesar, and Paul, being a Roman citizen, had the right to appeal to Caesar. Then Festus, in verse 12, when he had conferred with his counsel, answered, To Caesar you have appealed, to Caesar you shall go. But first, we see in Acts 25 that King Agrippa and Bernice show up in Caesarea, where Paul is being held, and Festus tells them about Paul and insists that they hear for themselves, because as he puts it in verse 25, I found that he had done nothing deserving death, and as he himself appealed to the emperor, I decided to go ahead and send him, but I have nothing definite to write to my lord about him. Therefore, I have brought him before you all, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that after we have examined him, I may have something to write. Verse 27, for it seems unreasonable to me in sending a prisoner not to indicate the charges against him. Now tomorrow, we're going to look at Paul's defense before Agrippa, but let me give you the resolution just as a sneak peek. It says, then the king arose, this is at the end of the chapter, at the end of Paul's defense, the king arose and the governor and Bernice and those who were sitting with them, verse 31, and when they had withdrawn, they said to one another, this man is doing nothing to deserve death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, this man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. Does this remind you at all of Jesus before Herod and Pilate? Neither finds cause for him to be prosecuted, but neither lets him go. This feels like a wasted episode. Why would I spend an entire day on the bureaucratic exchanges in the meantime before Paul is going to be sent to Caesar? But I want to point out this big idea, this one thought that sticks in my mind. If you do what Jesus did, then prepare to go where Jesus went. Jesus said, Foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Jesus also says, No servant is greater than his master. Just as they persecuted me, so they will persecute you. 
If you do what Jesus did, prepare to go where Jesus went. Paul's innocent. Felix found no cause to punish him. Festus now sees nothing. King Agrippa will see nothing. But he will go to Caesar because that is where the road leads. Let's be honest. I talked yesterday about working Jesus into personal and professional relationships. The possibility exists that that hurts your career trajectory. The possibility exists that that hurts your social life. But your purpose on earth is not to make millions or be the boss or have a ton of money or friends to be the life of the party. That's not the purpose at all. The purpose of your life is to make disciples, to point people to Jesus. We're going to see tomorrow in Acts 26, Paul's defense before Agrippa. We'll see what he actually has to say. But for today, again, if you do what Jesus did, prepare to go where Jesus went. Your purpose is to be a witness to Jesus Christ and to make disciples. How will you do that today? What are you willing to risk to do what Jesus did? Let me pray for you. God, the things that we're talking about and the witness that Paul gave, Lord, couldn't have been easy. He knew what was at risk. He knew where he was headed. But his goal was to serve you, to fulfill the purpose that you gave him. God, Lord, give us the boldness. Give us the courage. Protect us from fear that keeps us from sharing you. Protect us from selfishness and our own self-interest that keeps us from sharing you. Lord, give us the boldness in all of our relationships to be disciple makers. Lord, I thank you for the audience you've given us. We talked about that yesterday, Lord. I thank you for the friendships, the relationships, the professional relationships you've given us. Lord, we're blessed with the purpose, the meaning in our lives to share you. Lord, help us to do that. Give us the courage to do that, the boldness that overcomes fear to share you with those around us. So I thank you for what you're doing. Thank you even that you would use us. You could have done this all on your own. So thank you for using us to be your witnesses in the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Nathan. This is Word in Motion. Have a great day.